Grace, is that you? It's me, Tyler. It's me. Grace, where are you? I, I, I don't know. I don't recognize anything. It's really dark in here. Tyler. Grace, is that you? Is that hey, you? It's me. I'm, I'm back. You're back? But Grace, we recorded like two nights ago. Why are you back so soon? Oh, I'm back recording a very special early episode because you and I are gonna see each other this week. What? We are. I, I know I'm as surprised as you are, but it's actually your birthday this week and we are gonna go to Portland, Maine and see each other. But more on that in a sec. Yeah, we have calls to action before we get into all the gory details of how we're going to do our first ever Fountains of Splain in-person recording. Uh, before the rest of the show happens, uh, our social media things are Instagram, at Fountains of Splain, TikTok, at Fountains of Splain. You can email us fountainsofsplain at gmail.com and we are at all times looking for music submissions for our mid-show break so if you are a musician please hit us up at fountainsofsplain at gmail.com yeah we have started putting music in the front of the show and in the middle of the show and we are having so much fun communicating with bands who have found us and we have found them and it's cool to spotlight some bands and we think it makes uh, our show uh, extra fun because it's a show about music so having music on the show is awesome so thank you to everybody who's been sending us music and talking to us about music the final thing we forgot to plug this last week but it's super important we are still a new podcast and if you could leave us a rating or a review particularly on apple Podcasts, which is our biggest uh, platform that would mean a lot just go in there give us five stars write us something nice that helps us out a lot so thank, thank you, you in advance Yes, thank you in advance. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, it is my birthday this weekend. Fun fact about me is I don't like my birthday. So what I do is every year I travel somewhere uh, within my means. In the past, I've visited friends in Florida, uh, friends named Grace in Northampton, Massachusetts, <laughs> when she was living there while Chris Collingwood presumably was also living there. Uh, and this year, me and my partner Claire and Grace are going to portland maine it's like five hours from where I, i'm gonna be leaving claire's in brooklyn i think early in the morning and we're gonna spend the weekend there a and romantic birthday getaway with me <laughs> with grace as a third wheel uh, i can't a, wait yeah you're uh, grace is a legendary third wheel yeah, so uh, i actively rejoice in the duty of being a third wheel it's one of my favorite pastimes yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you there. And also that we're going to be able to see each other in person for the first time in over a year. We are getting tested. And even better, our new producer slash my boyfriend, Ryan, is going to watch my cat while we're there. Uh, yes. And speaking of Ryan being our new producer, uh, that was a bad idea that he had on the show last week. But he uh, ha is really, uh, what's the word, um, serious about it. He really wants to be the producer on the show and we could use extra help so um we're testing it out ryan is actually here with us now uh, he is uh, most times gonna just kind of stay quiet and give us visual cues on our video feed to try to keep us on time and to remind us to say things we forgot to say and uh just be generally the best because that's uh that's what he's here for ryan <laughs> do you want to ryan and, is for. And, and say hi just just real quick because we just talked about you yeah so i'm uh producing i know i said that really plan on doing a lot 
Uh, I was wrong about that. <laughs> There's been a couple of times since volunteering to do this that I was like, this was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but I actually think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to having a cynical, uh, omniscient god figure on the show. Yes, I think Ryan is going to provide a very necessary flavor to this show, so we're very excited to have him here as our producer in a produ- an actual producing role. I guess this is as good a time as any to get into the song, now that everybody knows that you and I are taking a fabulous trip to Portland, Maine, and that Ryan's our producer. Those are really our, our only bits of upfront business, so I think we can move on to the random number generating okay so without any further ado i have the list of uh, songs we have 61 remaining songs and i also have the random number generator up here uh we have a whole bunch of songs to get to uh, you know 61 songs aka 61 more episodes still no songs off of sky full of holes although we have now talked about not only traffic and weather three times but also the self-titled three times which means really we've only been to utopia parkway and welcome interstate managers once a piece so uh we still have a lot of uh, stones to un- uncover here uh to flip over and see what's underneath so uh, yeah i guess let's dive right in i'm, I'm excited grace do you want to count us down in any voice accent uh any any vocal choice of your choosing you know what i'm gonna be totally naked totally brave and Use my own speaking voice to count us down today. Grace, how did you become so brave? (laughs) Hashtag no makeup. (laughs) All right. I'm clicking the generate button over and over again. One through 61. The songs are in order. Self-titled all the way through this. uh, Self-titled all the way through Sky Full of Holes. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. That's pure me. Grace, that was so brave. I'm I, literally <laughs> shaking about how brave that voice was. Thank you. <laughs> the voice of bravery. Exactly. I'm the poster child of bravery. Okay, I have good news and I have bad news for you. Oh my god. The bad news is we're going back to traffic and weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, my mind is running. The good news is we got the number 45 which happens to be I-95, which is indisputably one of the best Wayne songs and also one of my favorite Wayne songs. And one of the best Adam Schlesinger songs and one of the most like uh, unspotlighted Adam Schlesinger songs. Uh, Okay, well then I guess we are going to let some uh, music play us out here as we go to take our break normally we would say what the music is but because we have we're planning uh this weekend to do, do an episode in person and go away we're recording two episodes this week even though we normally do one so we uh don't know what the song is yet but uh presumably it's an, a, a, a super cool song and then we're gonna come back at you with a conversation on truly what i think is one of the best wayne songs so mystery lollipop by the question marks
is Grace coming at you after the fact to introduce the song this week, which is Hide by Unsound Sunday. And it jams and it rocks, so please follow Unsound Sunday on all their social media and listen to every song they've ever written. Uh, I'm not crying. You're crying, Grace. <laughs> I can't see through my tears, but I think we're both crying. We're both crying so hard because that is a weeper, let me tell you. That is a, a sleeper weeper. That is exactly what it is. This is such a criminally underrated Fountains of Wayne song. I think it's seriously one of their best songs. And it's like, I was just on Spotify and it's not even in the like top... 20 or something which is so bizarre to me this is such a brilliant song i don't know and i think that strikes me as so i'm so confused by that i don't know yeah i feel like traffic and weather as an album did so poor with critical reception that i-95 sort of got lost in traffic and weather yeah i feel like maybe if i-95 was on interstate managers it it wouldn't have the Stacy's mom treatment, obviously, but it might be held in similar regard as like, uh, you know, hey Julie or Hackensack, or, yeah, right, or Hackensack, yeah, yeah. Any of those yeah, romance, like quintessential romance songs. This is just uh, the quintessential Schlesinger ballad. I mean, we don't even need to spend time guessing if it was Schlesinger or Collingwood. I think in the wake of Schlesinger's death there was a lot of commentary about his greatest songs and this was one that came up pretty frequently um i have this quote from chris collingwood where he did an interview i think with rolling stone although i have also have it up here on vulture so i don't know where he gave this interview actually but mm-hmm. uh he had this quote about people associating him with stacy's mom and he says he was too good a writer to have that be his calling card and the success of a novelty song means that's just what you are to the public from that moment on forever. It's sad to me that people reading this obituary will all know that song and only a very tiny percentage of them will ever hear I-95 or The Girl I Can't Forget. I feel like you and I read that quote and days after recorded the first episode for this podcast. Yes, exactly. I think, well, uh, you know, obviously uh, we had talked about doing a podcast like this. And then when Adam Schlesinger died, it was like, oh my God, like, do we do it? Do we not do it? Like, how appropriate is it to do the podcast? And then we decided sort of as a celebration of his work and, and his, you know, this big body of work he left behind feels nice like i don't know i think it, it's it's good to put these sort of breakdowns of his songs out there because a lot of them like chris collingwood was saying in that quote are so tragically overlooked i mean this is such a well-written sweet kind of bittersweet but but sweet song and just like chris collingwood said most people will think adam schlesinger and they'll go oh adam schlesinger is fountains of wayne and fountains of wayne is stacy's mom And that's all I know about that. And they're never going to dig deeper and find these really kind of beautiful songs. I mean, some of the songs are more akin to novelty songs. You got your Stacey's Moms. You got your I Want an Alien for Christmas, right? (laughs) But then you also have your I-95s. You have your Everything's Ruined. You have your She's Got a Problem, which we talked about last week Mm -hmm. on this show. Like, it goes so much deeper than that. And I don't know. This is one of those songs I listen to and I genuinely am moved by. It captures this 
essence of being on a really long road trip for a really personal reason so well from this really quintessential Fountains of Wayne viewpoint, which is not the romance of the open road. It's not the beginning or the end. It's somewhere along the way on I-95 at a Virginia rest stop. It's just such a brilliant entry point into this little story. You know, it would be so much easier to be like, I'm driving through Baltimore and the skyline is pretty. But no, it's there. He's talking about all the stupid novelty gifts that you find at your typical Virginia rest stop is so much more interesting. The song makes me so nostalgic for like, I know this album came out in 2007, but it makes me so nostalgic for like, like late 90s going to my grandparents house like pulling over to a rest stop fucking barney dvds like all of just the like nodules of information they give us are so gorgeous and i mean we've mentioned this before that we went to school in new york and i'm from boston i definitely made a mega bus ride to tell somebody that i love them before (laughs) It's, yeah, fuck. (laughs) It captures it. It captures that feeling. I mean, I think, I don't know if Adam Schlesinger was writing as a character or more from his own experience for this song. I would believe that he drove down I-95 nine hours south to you know meet somebody he was in a long distance relationship with and by the way this song does capture the sort of melancholy but also romance of a long distance relationship i think really well i've been in um me and claire have called our relationship a short distance long distance relationship because we (laughs) have really never lived in the same place we've always lived like an hour or two hours away from each other which is way more manageable than having to like coordinate massive travel plans it's never it's virginia massachusetts for example right yeah it's it's never been a a huge problem for us uh but it definitely does have that feeling of like you know when you're driving a long way like you said there is a special kind of you know romance not in the lovey-dovey kind like a, a travel romance a a wanderlust romance of stopping at a shitty roadside you know thing that was built in like 1985 and still has like the same mcdonald's and dunkin donuts and like one of like whatever Mm -hmm. the weird or you're like what's charlie's chicken you know there's just that thing oh you're like i've never eaten at sparrow anywhere but at a rest stop but i have to is that how it's pronounced yeah why is there a a crane game in the corner of it there's no arcade but there is a crane game to like win a spiky rubber ball and a teddy bear one of those places and if you're lucky you're in a place with enough character that like virginia has this big kind of tourism push where the slogan virginia is for lovers is plastered everywhere on the highly traveled parts of virginia when you enter the state all of the signs say welcome to virginia virginia is for lovers and the big font and if you stopped at a, a, a rest stop, you're going to see T-shirts and hats and all that stuff. They they love that lore of being like the state of romance. And by the way, the fact that Schlesinger is, provides this sick burn in this not, song. Not. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, Virginia. This is not the state for lovers. Because if, from that person, whether it's him or a character or whatever, from their 
point of view that's not where their lover lives so this virginia's if as far as he's concerned isn't for lovers it's just for stopping and buying a cup of coffee and then keeping on your way while you take in the the guns and roses posters and and uh girls washing cars and all that stuff i was about to say that i've never been to virginia but i've been to virginia with you (laughs) i'll be it really briefly really briefly through Virginia to West Virginia. But I'm from Massachusetts, so West Virginia is Virginia. We drove from Western Maryland through a tiny stretch of Virginia that literally you're you're in it for less than five minutes, and then you're in West Virginia. So yeah, that's as much time as we've spent in Virginia. I've spent very limited time in Virginia, but I do have a great aunt who lives there, and when her husband died, we went to her funeral and spent like, I think like a whole long weekend there so i've definitely spent like a couple days in virginia but that was i was in i think middle school so i it's been a long time since i've been to virginia you know it's spooky what i quit drinking on i-95 on i-95 that was where yeah and the so i my drive was from new york to boston normally like a four to six hour drive depending on traffic and it took me nine hours the amount of time mentioned in the song that it takes to get from massachusetts to virginia oh see i always interpreted it as going from new york to virginia but you're right it it might be i mean this might be him writing because they went both Collingwood and Schlesinger went to college in Massachusetts. So this could kind of be like a nostalgic mm. thing. He could have been in a long distance relationship with somebody he met in college and driven from Massachusetts to Virginia, or it could just be an imagined thing. It could be based off a Collingwood experience that Schlesinger kind of ran with. Who knows? Well, it's something you see in both their writing too, because you get Valley winter song, which I'm pretty sure is Collingwood. And it's like, it's the same song, you know, it's the same theme of the song, the long distance relationship, you get uh, no better place where they're about to be thrust into maybe a long distance relationship. Like, I feel like those are their more personal songs where you see them deviating like further away from the characters we talk about. Yeah, and it is really interesting to see them get sort of very personal still within the you know the stylistic boundaries of fountains of wayne but i love when they do that you know this song sort of aesthetically has the same sort of sonic textures of something like prom theme which we talked about last week this Mm -hmm. kind of slow ballad prom theme is a like a meta self-aware song about coming of age in a way that's sort of jokey whereas this song plays it fairly straight it has those idiosyncratic and sort of uh funny in the way that it's kitschy and characteristic of this roadside Mm -hmm. to have these silly things but it's also just really honest like the you you take in the sights on a road trip and think to yourself wow that's really ridiculous that they're selling all these barney dvds here like who's buying this (laughs) you know it it captures something really kind of authentic and real from a first person perspective more so than a character so yeah i sort of cherish these fountains of wayne songs that feel like they were really uh personal to them in the same way that i do with uh, like you said no better place or 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 the um or fire in the canyon you know I feel more compelled to ask this episode. I have to know, Ryan, are you at all slightly moved or convinced that Fountains of Wayne might be slightly more awesome than you thought because of this song? Because this, alternatively to last week uh, when we covered She's Got a Problem, this is a jumping off point I would recommend to haters. I would say, listen to this perfect love song and tell me Fountains of Wayne is a bad man. Uh, yeah, I mean... I'll have to give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> so rude That's that Ryan didn't awesome. listen to the song. He didn't, 
that's hey there's actually a lot to do when you're the producer i feel like i have just been like taking notes the whole time and i was i was like oh man i hope they don't ask me about the song I didn't no this is a better outcome that you said like, i like better that you didn't listen to the song but do let us know uh we'll check back in next episode to see if you liked it yeah That'll be okay. our top of show business is we'll check in with Ryan yes. on if he liked I-95. He'll tell us he thinks it's corny and uh, bad and, and we'll cry <laughs> and move on. Um, I also want to say, I, I wanted to toss a question to you, Grace. Do you think yeah. there is a world where this song could have been a hit if it was marketed differently, if it got a bigger push from a bigger record label as a single that was sent to radio stations? Do you think this could have stuck in sort of a more a wider pop culture way kind of in the way Stacy's mom did but as more of like an uh, you know an earnest hit like do i have an idea for what could have been done or like do i think that this song had potential and it was just like is it a, a hypothetical question or do you want me to like not not hypothetical do you want me to answer like this is what the producers should have done or <laughs> i'm getting <laughs> i think i'm overthinking the question you are i it's it's the thing you <laughs> What I'm saying is, do you think this song was overlooked because the tight, the Fountains of Wayne name was so synonymous with Stacey's mom that it was hard for them to sort of push other songs beyond that? I mean, they probably could have made a follow up, like really silly novelty song that could have gotten some radio airway traction. But I think to push a song this earnest would have been difficult. So uh, mm. do you think that had they not had Stacy's mom or if they had a different hit off of interstate managers that this song could have been a radio hit. And the only reason I say that is because during the break, I was thinking about this period of mid to late two thousands music. And you have songs at this time that are popular, like how to save a life by the fray or chasing cars by snow patrol. These songs that mm. are kind of these ballady, uh, scrub soundtrack songs exactly scrub soundtrack songs <laughs> it's a it's all its own gender scrub soundtrack yeah and i feel like i-95 had it had a different kind of marketing push could have been in the ranks of those songs i mean maybe i'm wrong but i listen to this song and i'm like i don't know if this song came on the radio right after like between chasing cars and like a james blunt song i don't think i would be that thrown off by it i think it would fit right in yeah i think Chris Collingwood is sort of uh, in like interviews he took sort of right after the dissolution of the band where he was more poignantly salty about Stacey's mom. I, I think he's kind of right that they would have stuck out as I think they'd be considered less pedestrian if Stacey's mom w didn't eclipse all their other work the way it did. Because it's kind of crazy. You think like Welcome Interstate Managers is such a fucking masterpiece and Stacey's mom could have funneled like all of this attention at it. And the way it has people who listen to Fountains of Wayne earnestly and, and in depth, like in an in-depth kind of a way, like we do listen to Fountains of Wayne, people who just kind of visit it do visit Welcome Interstate Managers more than al other albums, I think. But like the songs on that album that I think should be timeless and precious to like um, our whole generation I feel like th there are missed opportunities in that sense. Like this is one of them. Hackensack is one of them. Valley Winter Song is one of them. It's like, how can such like, how can such like objectively incredible songs to me, <laughs> objectively to me, <laughs> how, how have they been overlooked by history 
when they were in the company of Stacy's mom, like it could have, it could have been so different, but it, yeah. it feels almost like a wrong place, wrong time thing of pop culture broadly at that time was kind of corny. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and, you know, what I was thinking the other day, they are the whitest kids, you know, of bands. Yeah, that's actually a good point. <laughs> They, they definitely are like the unsung heroes like if you dig deeper yeah. than like more wholesome like a wholesome whitest kids you know like a family-friendly whitest kids you know yeah some pcp in a bottle right. <laughs> whatever the word <laughs> pcp in a bottle. geography yeah, yeah. PCP, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um cool okay well uh, oh yeah bad ideas uh well yeah right. <laughs> right bad ideas and i just i just also want to cap leave it off by saying that uh yeah I, I i don't know about you but this is one of my favorite fountains of wayne songs it's such a mm-hmm. sweet sweet you know it feels like being on a road trip and stopping somewhere there's this like weary romance to it that just feels so authentic to me it accomplishes so much with so little and yeah i just think this is a really sweet song yeah eerie sad passionate romantic it's a heavy hitter yeah definitely i think definitely one of my top 10 wayne songs for sure i was overjoyed wow, I'm so happy we got to talk about it yeah. me too i was so happy to see it pop up and i also want to say i never did a dive into aberdeen maryland before which is uh, mentioned in the song and according to the aberdeen maryland.gov website aberdeen is your home of opportunity h and o are capitalized located in the prime <sighs> mid-atlantic region minutes from baltimore washington dc wilmington delaware and philadelphia how is aberdeen minutes from those four major cities i don't know (laughs) but i'm sold holy fuck it's like the epicenter of that tiny universe wow i guess we have to move there i think we have to move there and start making this show from aberdeen maryland yeah, we should rent uh, studio space in Aberdeen, Maryland. Okay, yeah, let's do it. We're And also, if it's that close to D.C., we can just use the NPR offices. They'd let us do that, right? Oh, speaking of NPR, NPR had nice things to say about this song. Um, they said, with its characteristically detailed look at the pop cultural detritus in a miserable late night rest stop, I-95 first appears to be just another Fountains of Wayneian look at someone's mundane, loveless existence. But as it unfolds, and as that rest stop takes shape as a demoralizing symbol of the sacrifices inherent in a long-distance relationship, I-95 takes on a sincere sweetness that the band wears well. It's enough to make lighters wave and hearts break in equal measure. That is so beautiful. That is such a good way to put it. So sweet that was written by stephen thompson by the way who hosts the massively popular pop culture happy hour podcast with linda holmes and glenn weldon for npr and i think this was before he was famous for that i think because that show didn't exist yet but he has spoken i listened to that show and him and linda holmes talk all the time about how much they love fountains of wayne so when i saw this pop up and i was like I don't know. It was kind of it warmed my heart to be like Stephen Thompson has been defending Fountains of Wayne on the internet for you know over a decade, which is very very nice. Wow, I admittedly don't listen to NPR even one little bit. I've barely heard more than two minutes of it, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But that warms my heart too. Uh, and with that, let's move on to bad ideas. Wee, Tyler, do you have one ready? I do. Yeah. So I don't know why, I don't know what's come over me recently, but I've been listening to a lot of Grimes, 
Now, this is a bad time to get into Grimes because Grimes is uh, dating Elon Musk. And how are we supposed to feel about Elon Musk right now? I don't really know. I think he just passed Jeff Bezos as the wealthiest person in the whole world. And I'll tell you how we feel about him. We don't feel good about him. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. But pre-Elon, like everything up to there, like Grimes was a very unoffensive person. A great, great musician, True. I think. I, I've always enjoyed the music of Grimes. I've just been hot on it lately but i listen to it with mixed feelings because i'm sort of like oh like why does she have a baby with elon musk that makes me so bummed like anyone else in the world and it would be so fine but you listen to it with the required amount of guilt yes exactly there is a required guilt and speaking of guilt my bad idea this week is i think somebody to erase the guilt of listening to grimes should make a christian cover band of grimes called cleans <laughs> And we could listen guilt-free to the artist Cleans. What if it's just all of Grimes' music backward on a vinyl record <laughs> like they used to tell kids? Like, if you play fucking rubber soul backwards, the Beatles, like, speak in tongues to you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's absolutely it. So backwards is the opposite of antichrist which is christ i guess yeah i mean i also did i i started making some lyrics for um the popular grime song uh kill verse mame uh which would be c h r i s t we love him <laughs> we have to make a tiktok of that this weekend yeah we, <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody look forward to uh to uh, grace and i together tiktok content for the first ever time Big phony staged photo shoot where we like literally pick costumes and wear different outfits so it looks like we've been together more than like five times. Thank you in advance to Claire, my girlfriend, who's going to take those photos for us. Who's going to find out by listening to this podcast. Um, my bad idea is a workplace sitcom where the workplace is coal mines. <laughs> So just like, I just think that'd be funny. <laughs> it's just dark. The whole everyone's covered in soot. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess I don't know. The water cooler is molten lava, and um, I think it would just be like a black comedy where everything's bad all the time, and all the humor in it is that everyone's lives are as bad as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, speaking of West Virginia, that that fits right in right into the canon of our conversation here. Do you mean uh, coal being an industry there, or their lives being as bad as possible there? I meant coal. I didn't mean to. I, uh, I didn't mean to dunk on West Virginia in the same way that Adam Sussinger dunks on Virginia in I ninety five. Wow, holy shit! Yeah, I thought you were taking a swing for a second. No, I have no qualms. I I've only been to West Virginia once. It was on that trip where we went to Harper's Ferry, and I thought West Virginia yeah. was lovely. It's really you pretty. got your famous hat there. I did. I got my famous Harper's Ferry Park Association hat there. I wear that all the time. And if you're looking for good hikes, good place to go in the fall time, trees and mountains and rivers and stuff. And suspension bridge. Yeah, giant suspension bridge. There, there's loads of lovely things to feast your eyes on in west virginia uh okay so i think with that that's the end of the show thank you for everyone listening tell your friends tell your family and rare you subscribe do you do you do you like love you as a sign-off i do yeah do you are, are you having okay is it, is it working if it's working it's working i i don't know i don't i'm I, it was my idea so i'm feeling insecure about it you are know? you having second thoughts i, I mean i'm just having I, are you having cold feet? Yeah, I'm, having, 
I'm having a little bit of cold feet. Do you want to try? Maybe it's the tone of it that isn't working. Like because we're okay, doing yeah. we're doing the aerial inspired like love you, which is but I think maybe yeah. like we need to change it to like like a heavy metal like love you. Maybe that'll. Oh yeah, yeah, that's better. Like a low grumble. Yeah, maybe that'll connect more. And maybe yeah. maybe we can put like some some double bass and like thrash. Oh, that's a good thra- idea. Thrash yeah, metal under it, and then wing axe out. It'll be sick. Yeah, I think it'll be a sick way to end the podcast. But there's only one way to find. Should we do it in unison then? So it's like as grunge as possible. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Ready? Uh, Ryan, give us fingers and count us down. Three, two, one. <laughs> no one can see this. Ryan is flipping us off as is uh, required. As, as we ask for. <laughs> how we wanted to do it yeah. that's good uh all right we'll see if that works uh i guess that's it for the show uh, uh, uh bye we out